Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Woo! Welcome to a fabulous celebration service. So many things to celebrate. Easter. Woo! That's one good thing. Yeah. <laughs> a baptism. How fantastic is that? And before we get going and get too excited, we've just got a couple of birthdays to remember for this week. Uh, Lexi is going to be older, 11. (laughs) Tomorrow, is that right? Yeah? Card for you, Lexi. And Summer Honey isn't here. She's going to be three. Three. And Yejin as well. So you need to sing loud so that they can all hear. Thank you, Lexi. Hope you have a lovely week. Right, my name is Fiona, if you don't know me. It's lovely to see lots of people here today. Do be careful. (laughs) We've got lots going on in the service, so I hope you really enjoy yourselves. Please feel free to join in and uh, add your bit to what's going on. Um, It's very encouraging. We're going to start by singing See What a Morning. Please have a seat. And Jill and I would like six volunteers to come over here rather than too close to the water. If you don't volunteer, we'll pick you. We'd like some young people. Well done, Rua. Oh, well done, Rua. Oh, come on. <laughs> it's all right. It's not, it's not difficult or anything. It's easy. Thank you. Well done. A bit scared of we Jill, need... but it's all right. <laughs> Four more volunteers, please. I'll protect you. If anybody's under the age of 15, you are a prime target. Come, come on, on come on. Come on, Grace. Grace, come on. You can do this. Really, it's easy. Oh, thank you, Jill. Oh, look at that. Fabulous. One, two, two, three, three, four. four. Oh. One, two, three. We've got four. Two more. We need two more, please. Otherwise, we'll just choose old people. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Reuben, I'm sure you can do this. I'm sure he can. Come on. This is the joy of... Living in our household, you get picked on. Right, come on, one more then. Who are you pointing at there, Colin? Chelsea. Oh, yes. Oh, Chelsea's looking very sparkly. Absolutely, you have to come up. Brilliant. Right, well done, you all. Now then. Now, I'll stand here so you don't fall in. It's all right, you can come a bit closer. That's it, stand still. No, 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 this side. Face them. Yeah, that's it. Brilliant. Fantastic. Right, shall we start with me? That's the one. Right, are you on the end? Yeah. Right, you can put your hand into this bag and pick something out and hold it up and tell people what has that got to do with Easter? Okay. Okay. Right. Jill.
Well done, Lexi. Excellent. Right, Grace. What has this got to do with Easter? Nothing. Nothing. Okay, hold it up so that people can say what see what you said. Fluffy bunny. Nothing to do with Easter. Okay. Well done. What, what has that got to do with Easter? Because it's chocolate. <laughs> right, I don't think they'd even invented chocolate when Jesus was killed. No, I don't think they have chocolate. So, not a lot to do with Easter. Excellent. You may sit down. Thank you very much, helpers. The cross and the... That's it. That just needs moving now. (laughs) Just wanted to point out that fluffy bunnies, chicks, eggs, chocolate have nothing to do with Easter at all. It's commonly thought that it comes from a a goddess, but actually they don't even know whether that's true. Um, And that was before Jesus was born. um, And she was a goddess of fertility, hence the whole eggs thing. And the bunny wasn't a bunny, it was a hare. And I think what the church did was sort of nabbed all these rituals and put them into the church thing so that we could have that as well. But the real things that are to do with the cross are the three things that the children... Fantastic teaching in Sunday school, ladies and gentlemen. Knew exactly what they were about. So any small children who don't need to come to the front, but come to the side now, we've got a little craft activity for you to do. So you can make something and perhaps label it. I will bring you some paper to write their names and put them by. Um, And then we're over to... The notices. Yay. Yeah. Notices. I think that's a bit loud, is it? Can you... Well, hopefully everyone's had one of these that wants one. Newsletter, sort of saying what's going on. The only thing that's not in a newsletter that you might be interested in... Well, if you're a lady... Are there any ladies... 
Yeah, it's lovely. Because it's a ladies' food and film evening on Saturday the 6th of May, uh, 6pm for the food, 7.30pm for the film, which is called War Room. Uh, Beth's organising it. She's not here today. But if you want to sort of have a look in your diaries and see if you're available, 6th of May, and that'll be here probably. And can you let Beth know over the next week, two weeks or so? That would be really good. Thank you. Brilliant. That's today. 16th of April. Brilliant. Jesus lived on earth for about 33 years. About 2,000 years ago. A long time ago. But no one has lived on earth just like Jesus. Often, the things he did surprised people. And a lot of the things he said surprised people as well. And it's still going on. The things he said and the things he did is having an influence on the the places where we are now. Our society even sometimes. I read the newspapers sometimes. I don't know if you get around to it now and again. But I was thinking the other day, if Jesus was alive uh, now, or if newspapers were around 2,000 years ago... What sort of headlines would we have? Maybe it might be some headlines like this. Water into wine. That'd be a grabbing headline, wouldn't it? Or Jesus feeds 5,000 men. My daughter was healed. Exclusives on page page 10. You must be born again. So things like this, I think, would have been in a newspaper describing exactly what Jesus was doing. And today we're celebrating Easter, and we know that Easter's all about God really wanting a relationship with all of us. Really wanting a relationship. And he went to extraordinary lengths to have that relationship with all of us. Maybe some of you have read the Bible. If you've read some of these passages, you'll read and hear about how Jesus, was, how he died, and what it was like. We know that Jesus... Uh, was betrayed by Judas on the Thursday. And then he was put before a Jewish court. And then because they didn't have much power, really, he went before a Roman court. Do you remember the person's name he went to see? It was a Roman prefect. Pontius Pilate. Pontius Pilate, grace. I can tell you awake if you answer questions sometimes. So Pontius Pilate was a person that Jesus went to see. And he condemned Jesus, didn't he? And he sort of made him be whipped. And then he led him out, not him personally, but the soldiers led him out to be crucified. And I can imagine what it was like, how the soldiers would have had their hammer and the nails, and it would have banged those nails into Jesus, the ugly and big nails that he had. And then maybe his other arm on the cross as well. And then his feet, how the soldiers banged. What was that like? How awful was that? That we can hear a little bit of it now. But on the day, it was that hammer blow that Jesus... Suffered. What was the agony physically of having a nail put in you and then hanging up on the cross? What was that like? He was on the cross for hours and then he died. And his body was brought down from the cross 
and put into a tomb. I bet his followers and his family were heartbroken. I bet they didn't know what was going to go on. They thought Jesus was going to be the Messiah. They thought that Jesus was going to change society because they didn't want the Romans there. They wanted to be a better country. And yet the Romans had killed Jesus. They weren't expecting that. On Sunday, some women went to the tomb because they were going to sort of put some nice herbs and things on him and just sort of treat his body. But they had a big surprise. And we're thinking about that today because Jesus wasn't in the tomb. He'd risen from the dead. And that's what we're celebrating today. The, the disciples weren't expecting it. His family weren't expecting it. They must have thought, what's going on here? But God had a big plan. God had a tremendous plan. A plan which was far bigger than the disciples could have imagined. On a far grander scale. Jesus dying wasn't an accident. It was planned by God. And we can read about that in lots of Old Testament passages. A short while before he died though, Jesus went to see some friends. It was just a village outside of Jerusalem called Bethany. If you've ever been to Jerusalem, and I haven't, it's just the other side of the Mount of Olives and it's sort of a, a steep, steep walk. And he had three friends there. Maybe you know their names. It wasn't Mary, Mungo and Midge, because that's what I was at when I was sort of younger, watched the programme. But it was Mary, Martha and Lazarus. Now there was a problem. Lazarus wasn't very well. In fact, he was really poorly. But Jesus knew that. And the thing was, he didn't go to Bethany straight away because his, Mary and Martha knew that if Jesus went straight away, he'd heal them. He'd heal Lazarus. He stayed in Jerusalem a bit longer, stayed away from Bethany. And then, after two days, he went along. All the people knew Lazarus was dead because it had been several days. And it's interesting, we've got these two versions, it says... Jesus said, this is John eleven thirty nine. Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, by this time there will be an offensive odour, for he has been dead for four days. It is hopeless. I really like the King James, though. Jesus said, take ye away the stone. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, saith unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh. I really like that. But he really stinketh because... He'd been dead, so he was stinketh in away, weren't he? And he was really dead and stinketh in. I think that's a word. <laughs> but Jesus went to Lazarus, to his tomb. And what did he say? He called Lazarus by name. He didn't just say, come on out, your time is up. But he said, Lazarus, come out. How brilliant that he called Lazarus by name. But this is the crux of what I want to say coming up. A few minutes before this tremendous thing happened, this resurrection from the dead, Jesus had a conversation with one of the sisters, with Martha. And Jesus said to Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they will die. 
Jesus knew that he, in a few minutes' time, he was going to bring Lazarus back from the grave, back from the dead. He also knew that in a few days' time, or a few weeks' time, he himself was going to rise from the dead after he died on the cross for mankind's sins, for our punishment. He knew that. He knew he was going to overcome sin and death. He knew that no one could have eternal life apart from following Jesus. He knew that if we said, Lord, be my saviour, help me to live your way, then we were going to be changed. Us, and not just the people that were alive when Jesus was alive on earth. Jesus said, I am the resurrection. He didn't just say, I'm going to give resurrection to people. He said, I am the life. He wasn't just saying, I'm going to give people life. But he's saying, if you come to me, you're going to have a life abundant, a wonderful life, a great life, even when things are tricky. Now, of course, all this is very good. But you might be thinking, what on earth has this got to do with the water in the baptistry? What's that got to do? What are we here for? What's going on? We'll never come see David do something really important. And David, over the last few months, I think from talking to her and listening, has been really hearing God speak to her. And she knows that as she's said, Lord, take my life, I want to be yours, that she wants to be obedient to what God says. We know that David, and she's going to say more of this in a few minutes, she's going to read her testimony to us, but we know that David has never done a to- any terrible, terrible things like robbing a bank or sort of uh, killing people. She's even laughed at some of my better jokes, so that's really good. But the thing is, even though she's been a good person, we know that being a good person is pretty all right, but it doesn't sort of help us to, when we face God. We can't say, I was a good person. I did this for people. I did that. Jesus said, Jesus, be my saviour. And it's by doing that that we know that we will see God and he'll be pleased with us. Every one of us is going to die at some time. We know that. And the good thing is, in a way, that we're not going to turn into ash or to manure, if you like, but we're going to live on. And it's by knowing God that we can say, yes, I know that he's my saviour and I've given my life to him. And once we've given our life to God and said, Jesus, be my saviour, change my life, I repent of my sins, I want to turn away and do something new, then it's the next step is to be obedient and say, Lord, I want to be baptised, just like David's doing this morning. She's going to be immersed in water. Not for too long, is that right, Paul? (laughs) Yeah, maybe two or three seconds, something like that. And as she goes down into the water, she's saying, and it's a picture of, that she's dying to herself. And being under the water for two or three seconds or so is like being buried. And then coming out again is being resurrected and being that new creation. She's following Jesus' example and command. And Jesus is still saying, I am the resurrection and the life. I wonder how you're going to respond to that.
What is God calling you to do? Maybe to forgive someone who annoyed you 15 months ago. Maybe to be a bit more gentle in the way that you speak to people. Maybe there's someone at work that you think, I should be praying for them regularly. And maybe your step of obedience is to say, Lord, I'm going to obey. I'm going to pray for them in a regular way. Maybe it's to read the Bible one chapter a day. You know, if you read three or four chapters a day of the Bible, you'll read it in a year. That's pretty easy, isn't it? If you want to read the whole Bible, three or four chapters a day, easily done. Just after Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life, he made that statement to Martha, but he made a question. Do you believe this? And today Jesus is saying to all of us, I am the resurrection and the life, but do you believe this? Do you believe that Jesus is our resurrection, is our life? We're going to have a super and brilliant time to celebrate with David and all our friends and family today. It's good to do that with music and to do it with words. But how much better to do it in action and say, yes, God, I'm going to follow you. I'm going to do what you ask me. I'm going to obey what you say. So let's just pray and then Fiona's going to come back. Lord, thank you that you are our saviour. Thank you that you are the resurrection and the life. Thank you, Lord, for being with us today. Lead us on and help us to hear your voice speaking, just like you did to Lazarus. Help us to hear your voice saying our names and to do the things you want us to do. Amen. And now we're going to hear from David. I've been brought up in a supportive Christian family in Waiwam from birth, so I think I was privileged to be able to get to know Jesus personally and accept him as my Lord and Saviour from a young age. Since I was little, I was part of outreach teams, and I'm really grateful to my parents for enabling me to experience these trips, which allowed me to know more about God and his heart for the world. One particular trip which stands out to me is the trip through China, Japan and Korea in 2013. Um, And during this journey, I went to a lot of beautiful places and met a lot of inspiring people. And although it was very tiring, I think I really developed my personal relationship in God (coughs) by experiencing his loving, generous, merciful character. One time where I was touched by God's grace was after the trip. Um, in 2013 I was desperate to get accepted back into higher um, lane school after a year of homeschooling and I wanted to get back into a normal travel free school life with my friends I remember praying multiple times um, throughout the trip for God to allow this to happen um, because the school has such a long waiting list that it took two years for a boy in the King's Lodge to get in my parents had applied to the school several times since April um but we had no reply from them. So a few days after we arrived in England in July, my dad went to Higham asking what had happened about the application. Um, suddenly they said that, surprisingly, they said that they had never received an application from us, but it happened on that specific day. The school was accepting three new pupils into Higham Lane. They had already chosen the three new students, but miraculously the head of year nine said she remembered me and inquired to select me to a place so it turned out that it was God's plan for my dad to go to school, to go to the school on that specific day um, and time for me to get accepted back in timely. As well as relief and joy, I really felt God's care for me. Although I have considered myself a Christian all throughout my life, I think that now is the right time 
where I'm able, where I'm ready to fully commit myself to God publicly, and I want to be regenerated and born again in Him by making this step. So we hand over to Paul and Sinjin. You've heard David's testimony, and now I'm just going to ask her a question which seems a bit superfluous, but it's a question we always ask when we are uh, doing a baptism. David, have you accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal saviour? Brilliant. And now we will baptise you. Amen. As David goes to get some nice dry clothes on, you are going to have some amazing entertainment. Unfortunately, because we're so crammed today, you're going to just have to turn a little bit, and it's going on behind you. After the Sabbath, at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, He has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy, and ran to tell the disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. We would like people to have the chance to pray for David, so now is your moment to come. David, the Lord will bless you and keep you and make his face to shine upon you and to give you peace, to give you shalom all of your life. You follow Jesus through the waters of baptism. No more wonderful thing can you do apart from giving your life to him. And he has a plan for you. He says, I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, 
plans to give you a hope and a future. And may he just bless you richly as you walk with him. Father, I pray for David, as she has been obedient to you today. Lord, will you show her your blessing for those who are obedient to you. God, thank you that you are a God who is our loving Heavenly Father. God, there is no better father ever. And Lord, I know that you have David in your hands and that you will keep her safe and secure no matter what lies in her path ahead. Lord, thank you that you will never leave David that you have her in your arms and that you will be carrying her and leading her as she goes forward from this day. Lord, I pray that you will encourage her to step out in obedience and in faith as she grows in you. Lord, will you develop the relationship that she has with you through her um, excitement of wanting to be with you, through her family, through the, the brilliant relationships that she has with people through the fantastic uh, place that she lives at the King's Lodge. Lord, we ask that you will help her to walk forward confidently in you and to know that you are leading her, that you are before her, behind her, above her and below her in every situation. In Jesus' name, amen. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith and this is not from yourselves. It is a gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Father, we thank you for David. We thank you for um, the outward show that she has accepted you <coughs> as her saviour. And Father, we just pray that as a church we can be united behind her to nurture her in her walk with you. We ask this now in Jesus Christ's name and for your glory. Amen. Um, yeah, again, um, God said, uh, like when Jesus was baptized, you are my beloved daughter and um, with whom I am well pleased. I think that's what Father God said to you today. And um, and also when I pray for you, and I had a picture of compass, and this is another journey, different journey uh, that you uh, took, yeah, then you took before. And it will be much deeper and wider. And He'll be always with you. So I had also a picture of uh, Father God holding hands with you because he's, he's well pleased because of you. And he will never leave you. And he'll be with you anywhere and everywhere. And he will lead you and guide you.
Yeah, Lord God, thank you so much for today. Um, that uh, very special um, marked uh, in your diary for David. And Lord Jesus, thank you for special day today that she start a new journey with you and you will always lead her and guide her because you have a plan for her even before she was born. And Lord, thank you so much that you have a good plan for her life, Lord. And Father, let her have a much deeper relationship that she never experienced before of your love and and your uh, power and your truth, Lord. Lord, thank you so much for um, yeah, giving her this special day that you also uh, express of your love, pouring of your love for our Lord. Father, thank you. And you will be faithful as you are faithful for her life. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord, my prayer for David is that you would grant her wisdom and discernment as she makes her way through life. Guide her in your pathways. Open her heart and mind to hear your voice when you call, when you speak, when you guide her. And bless her, O Lord, with every blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. I just want to simply echo this prayer and declare this Word of God over you. This is when your mother's room, but when we are very insecure because we're traveling in the Middle East, and we, at one point we were sure, we were not sure whether you are still alive or not. And then this is what God spoke to us. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. So God, I just pray uh, her name means light into darkness. So God, I pray that you shine the light into our lives. In the name of Jesus, I pray that she can get to know the truth. And then this truth will set her free, and then she's going to use this truth to set other people free. So God, I pray the fullness of the destiny of her life will be fulfilled in her faith and obedience to you, God. And also, as you spoke to us as a parent, you said that she belongs to you. She doesn't belong to me or my wife. She belongs to you. So as a parent, we want to be a good steward for her to work with you. So in the name, in the name of Jesus, we support her, and then we want to cheer her so that she can keep this faith and she can move forward. For kingdom's sake, in Jesus' name I pray. Lord, I want to thank you for... I want to thank you for um, David. And thank you for your signature in her. Lord, as uh, she uh, commit herself to uh, follow you, to live for you, and to uh, serve you, Lord, I pray that uh, you would build uh, your wall of protection around her. We pray that uh, David would be fenced by you. But I want to speak um, in her generation that uh, 
the faith and the courage that you've given to Daniel in his generation. Daniel, who stood for you. Lord, we pray that uh, you will release this faith, this anointing to, to David as she stands for Jesus in her generation. Lord, we pray that she will not be afraid and she will not be ashamed of standing for Jesus in, in this generation. Lord, we pray that your light would continue to shine upon her. And as she go to school, as she go to work, as she go about her life, Lord, that the people in her generation would discover the light that comes from you in her life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Father, we just want to thank you that we have, as a church have had the privilege of uh, being a part of David's relationship with you and her growth in her relationship with you. And we just ask that uh, we would continue to do that over the coming weeks and months and years, Father, that we would see her grow in her relationship with you during that time. And that, Father, as has been prayed, that, Father, she would just be that light which shines out wherever she is, that she would know that you are there beside her in every avenue of her life. And that, Father, she uh, will just uh, put her life into your hands. And, Father, we just pray for the whole family as they support her in that, that, Father, she will know that you are there beside her, that you are there with her family, that you are there with this church as we love and support her in her Christian walk. In Jesus' name, amen. What a fantastic day to get baptized on. It made me want to get baptized again. <laughs> and on a serious note, if you haven't been baptized and God's just prompting you, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Make sure you speak to somebody before you go. Actually, it doesn't really matter who, but John would be very excited. John's always excited. Paul would also be excited. Let's stand and sing a final hymn, which is really just all about Easter. Thank you, Lord, for this morning. Thank you, Lord, that you are the resurrection and the life. Thank you, Lord, we know it true that because you live, death has lost its sting. Thank you, Lord, for changing us. Lord, we remember what we've heard of that phrase, attempt great things for God, expect great things from God. And Lord, as we pray for David already today, that these things would happen in her life. So Lord, in all our lives, Lord, we give our lives to you and say, be a great God in our lives, Lord. Amen. <laughs>